Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. I'm your host Dan Tracy and after a summer break for the Euros, it's now full steam ahead for a new season which is just around the corner and that means plenty of top guests and plenty of podcasts along the way. Joining me tonight is one of the members of the first team squad. His name is Sebastian Summerfield. Sebastian, it is a pleasure to have you on the show tonight. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Thank thank you for taking the time to have me on the show. I'm really excited for it. Oh, not a problem. It's a pleasure to have you on board, like I say, and I'm really excited to chat to you tonight. So, I guess where's a good place to start this evening? Some background, but actually, let's have some quick-fire questions to start with, just to get you into the flow of stuff. So, for those who don't know, how old are you? Um, I'm 19, so I was born in 2002, so early 19-year-old. It's a good age. I wish I was 19, but those days are yeah. well past me. More importantly, what position do you play on the field? Um, so I play a mixture of positions, but mainly attacking, so either on the wings um, or in the midfield, but I'm comfortable really playing anywhere, so even on the full-back roles or anything like that. So, yeah. Excellent. That's exactly what you want from a uh, squad point of view. Versatility is key, isn't it, Sebastian? Yeah, exactly, and that, it's quite important to be able to be versatile in your positions especially if you're going and for example if someone gets injured and the coach needs someone if you can do that that's really a good quality so I'm actually I'm happy that I'm able to do that. I'm glad to hear so with that versatility would you consider yourself comfortable with both feet? Uh, yeah preferably I do use my right foot more but I'm, I'm quite easy on both and I can control and pass with both shoot with both so it's, it's something I've been working on the couple, past couple of years, especially getting into more men's football. I realise I need to be able to use both feet. So that's something I, I keep working on all the time. But yeah, I am comfortable. Just answer your question. If you had a natural foot, which one would it have been? Uh, it, it, right foot, because I grew up using my right foot and I'm also right-handed. So I've, my right foot's always been the dominant one. But to be fair, now I'm starting to get um, the left foot as good as the right foot, which is, which is good. Sounds very impressive. So growing up... What player would you say you idolised in the world of professional football? Who did you really look up to? Um, so when I was much younger, I always my dad supported Liverpool and he always has supported Liverpool. So I always would look up to Fernando Torres when he was at Liverpool. So that's one player that when I was younger, because I also had the long blonde hair, so I kind of looked nah. like him as well. <laughs> so um, he's one player I always looked up to. But obviously, for me, it's been Messi and Ronaldo. I don't really like to compare the two because I think that they should just be respected equally and there shouldn't be really a debate on who's better and who's not because both of them are brilliant football players and both of them show that to be at the top level, you have to work your hardest and you have to do a lot of sacrifices to get to the top. So those, main, those are my main three, I guess you could say, inspirations when I was younger. Well, you're absolutely right in terms of Ronaldo and Messi, and I think also they need each other to be as good as they are. If you only had one of those, I don't think they'd hit those heights. They keep pushing each other to these incredible levels that I don't think anyone will ever reach, and I think it's an impossible question to answer. So as you say, you kind of just need to have those two on their own at the pinnacle of the game. And one day, Sebastian, you might get there yourself. But more importantly, I've got a question for you. How glad are you back to be with the Blue Star? Are you excited? I'm so excited for this season. I'm actually a bit upset that I wasn't able to finish um, the season last year. And I was. I also joined a bit late, so in the middle of the season. But I'm so glad I'm here for the start, for the pre-season. And I'm really excited for the season coming because we have such a good um, setup now. The two coaches are amazing. They, they really care for the club and they really want the best for everyone. And especially like my teammates, we all... We're all really hardworking. We all want to put in the work because we just want to see this club do well. And especially for me, the welcome I got from, from day one 
everyone accepted me and took me in as if I was here for many, many years. So I actually never felt left out at all. And all I can do is give my 100% to the club and give my best all the time, even if it's just training, even when it's just matches. I'm just, I can tell you right now, I'm going to give 100% and I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm here. I can feel that commitment over the computer. We're not even in the same room. I can, I can feel the energy. It's really positive. Yeah. It's infectious. I like it. But it's, yeah. this is your second stint with the club, isn't it? So how did it all start? How does a lad come from Zimbabwe and end up playing in the West End of Newcastle? Yeah. So Explain that actually, story to me. It's quite, a, it's quite a funny story. So ever since I was a little boy, I'll, I'll give you the whole background of it. So ever since I was a little boy, I've always wanted to play football professionally and Unfortunately, back home in Zim, there aren't many opportunities for you to showcase your talent to international scouts or coaches or anything like that. So I had to sort of um, be creative with it. And the best way I could do it was to send out my CV and like my highlight videos to um, different clubs, different coaches, different scouts. And at the end of it, it took me about a year and a half. So I started when I was about 16 years old to like get my compila- a compilation of my videos and create a really good CV and it took me a year and a half to collect all the club's emails and the coaches emails so I I ended up with about 3,000 email addresses which I sent my CV and my video to and from there obviously you're not going to get a response for everyone and some are going to be negative responses as well so I did get a lot of negative responses saying I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm too small and maybe just they're not looking for players at the moment. But I was really grateful that uh, at Gateshead, at the under-19 coach at the, at the time, and he's also the coach now, Matty Patterson, um, actually gave me the chance to come and do a, sh- a small trial, I guess. So that's how I ended up coming here. So I, I, I think it was 2019 or 2020 March. So just before the, the big lockdown, I, I came for the trial and it was oh, a one-week one trial. So I, I came in with the 19s and I did a couple of sessions and I guess I did really well. And I, again, I have to just say I'm really grateful that he gave me the opportunity even just to come here for a trial because for the first time it seemed like a door was opening for me. And and I, I just said I have to take this opportunity because I had been to many trials before coming to Gateshead. And a lot of the lot of the time, the coaches would say I'm not good enough. So I did get a lot of rejection. And at one point, I started doubting if football was the career for me. But I'm just grateful that I had this one last chance, and I I, I took it well. And then, yeah, unfortunately, because of the lockdown, I was meant to come start of June, so for the preseason. But lockdown happened, and I guess everyone was put on hold. So I came to Newcastle in August. It was. And I started straight away with the gates at under-19, so with Matty Patterson. And then after, I think, about two, three weeks, uh, he introduced me to um, Coach Robin at the time. And that's how I got my introduction to Blue Star. And then from there, I just I came to the trainings. And at, at first, I think they were expecting me to train with the reserve team. But I guess we, we actually had a, a game, or like a game against the reserve team on the first night of my training. And I think I scored two goals and assisted one. So I, I was really happy with my performance that day at the training. And then from there, yeah, that's how the relationship started with uh, Blue Star. So it was through Matty Patterson how I got connected here. Well, it sounds a great story. And I mean, also, I think for anyone listening, it just shows that persistence is key. But not yeah. only that, you can be persistent and get an opportunity, but it's all about taking that opportunity. And it sounds yeah. like you took it with both hands. You know, you're playing yeah. for a reserve team. You score two goals. You can't really ask for a better showing, can you? And I guess that's the yeah. kind of the snowball effect which is taking you to where you are now 
Yeah, exactly. So how long of a break have you had in between stints? It's probably been a mad, well, it's been mad for everyone, hasn't it? This past year, 15 months, even yeah. more, really. So if we look at the timeline of events, you played this game against the first team playing for the reserves. How long were you there in that aspect? And then you had to go back and then come back this way. It's kind of been all over the place. So if you can just yeah. talk the listeners through that. Yeah, it's been, it was a tough a tough time because at the time the UK wasn't really sure if they were going to have a full lockdown or they were going to ease the restrictions and stuff like that. So I was with Blue Star from I guess you could say the end of August to the beginning of November. So those couple of months I was here and I was stable. We played a couple of games. I I trained all the time and then unfortunately UK went into the tier three I think or tier four whatever it was lockdown. So that stopped everyone from playing football and it was a decision like my parents and I made. They said what would be better? Would it be for me to to stay here and hope that they'll be opening up? Or do I come back home to Zimbabwe where everything's open, the gyms are open, football clubs are open? And so we just took the decision. It was actually quite an impulsive decision. So one night I thought I was staying and the next day my parents said, you're on a flight tonight. So it was quite a hectic move. Um, so I was only expecting to be away for, for about a month. I thought I was going to be here before the new year. Uh, but it ended up being six months, so that that was quite crazy. But fortunately for me, when I came back, um, the national team were having trials. So the under-20 Zimbabwe national team were having trials for a tournament called Kosafa, which is it's like a regional tournament for the qualifications for the Olympics and for African Cup of Nations. So I went for those trials, and at first I I was in contact with the coach saying that I would just like to train with the national team just so I get keep fit but um I, did, I guess I did well and they told me okay you can stay another week because it was an initial camp of three weeks with 60 60 kids or 60 football players from from Zim and it was like the best 60 players in the whole country and even some international guys came came back and so I was at the camp for three weeks and I the coaches kept asking me to stay I guess they saw that I was quite good and then at the end of it, I was actually selected to represent the Zim national team at the Kosafa tournament. So that really was a shock to me. So it wasn't like I was coming back and expecting to to train with the national team. I came back and I was just I was just hoping I was just going to train with them. But I I was offered the opportunity to go travel with them and represent my country, which I'm I'm so grateful for my coaches, all my coaches back home. Um, it would be quite difficult to name all of them, but there's so many of them, especially Coach Tondurai. He He's the national team coach, and he—he, he, I guess he believed in me, and I—I I guess I took—I took my opportunity again with both hands, and I did well, and then I represented my country at the international tournament. So I guess hindsight—well, hindsight is a wonderful thing. There's no doubt about that. But that impulsive move that you made to go back to Zimbabwe—do you reckon it's in a sense worked out for the best at that time? Because as you said, if you were to stay here in the UK. Football was inactive at this level. The gyms were closed. You would have yeah. probably struggled to keep fit, wouldn't you? And then you're not playing any football. So although there's an element of frustration of having to go back to Zimbabwe, yeah. you've taken that opportunity with both hands. You know, you're representing your country. It doesn't really get much better from that, from a football no, point yeah. of view, does it? It was it was quite crazy because I, I really believe in everything happens for a reason. So yeah. I was quite upset at first when I had to leave because I had just gotten started and... I was I was already talking to my parents on my flight coming back. I was like, when can we book my ticket back? Because I've just gotten into my routine. I started going to a personal trainer. I started coming to Blue Stock consistently and playing games. And even with Gates, I started playing games. 
and then for it just to completely stop it was it was quite hard for me to take but again like you said it was I guess it was one of the best decisions I had to make even though it didn't seem like the best at the time it turned out to be one of the best decisions that my family and I made and yeah I mean it's every boy's dream to represent their country and honestly Zim is such a special place to me and I really owe everything to Zim and to the people there because they they built me and they made me who I am today um, and yeah, I'm just grateful that I was able to represent my my, my nation. Well, let's talk a bit more about that because I'm 37. I don't think I'm going to be representing my country anytime soon. I think that, unfortunately, has passed me by. However, you've just done it. So what's it like? What's that feeling like when you enter the pitch um, for that first time? I mean, it was quite... It was a, I can't even explain the experience it was because it was such an eye-opening experience for me because... I really got to see what raw football talent was because Zim is, has an abundance of talent and it's, it's really sad that we don't have the opportunity or I say we, like all the people back home don't have the opportunity to express themselves and show themselves to coaches and um, scouts and everything internationally. But like when I was there, it was just such, like I said, eye-opening experience. It was It was really tough. The three weeks was really tough because... The first week was just fitness tests. We didn't really have much of the ball. And it, it really, it was grueling mentally as well. So the mental side of it was really tough. But when 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 I got selected, when they named the team sheet out, the, it was the night before we traveled. They said I was able to travel. Like I was just, I couldn't believe, I couldn't sleep that night because I had just told my, my family and I was just so shocked that this was actually happening. And then the biggest moment was for, sorry, the biggest moment for me was making my debut against a team called Lesotho. It's a country in, in Southern Africa. Like we were in, in a proper stadium, a proper setup. It was on TV. It was fully kitted out. And like I just remember the coach naming the team sheet um, the, in the morning before. So we were on the bus going. And it was like I felt like a professional football player. I felt like I had made it because we had like the police escorts taking us to the stadium. We got out all in our uniform. There was all the interviewers. There was all the local news. So I really felt like, wow, this this is how it is to be a professional football player. And in in the dressing room, we were just the camaraderie between my team was just so amazing. I'm still in contact with all my teammates because at the end of the day, those guys are going to be friends of mine, brothers of mine for the rest of my life because I shared such a special moment with them. And just walking on that pitch, like, and singing the national anthem was. Uh, probably the best feeling I've ever felt other than scoring for Blue Star that was the best feeling I've ever felt Wow that good I mean in terms of where you're based at the moment does that make you just on the fringes of their plans are you still part of their international plans do you have to be back in the country to play um, for Zimbabwe or is the option there to fly back if and when needed yeah so th- that's um, what's nice about it is because I was in the, the team and I'm eligible to play even when I'm 20 years old because it's a 20 and under tournament. So okay. I'm in the plans for this year and the year after that. And because I'm fortunate enough that I made my debut and I'm in the system, it seems that maybe even I could progress to the under 23s and then from there progress to the first the senior national team, oh, excellent. Which, which is my goal, honestly. like That would be the best. So do you think that's a realistic dream? I mean, you're in the system, as you say, that pathway is there. Yeah. A few years from now, will we be saying that you're a full Zimbabwe international? I mean, definitely that's that's the end goal, and I'm going to keep working hard to it. And yeah, I think I'm think I'm very sure it will be possible. And like that's that's the main goal. And then the even bigger goal, which is for for years ahead, would be to take Zim to the World Cup because that's something that's never been hap- that never happened before. So for me to be able to do that, that's I guess every kid's dream to play football and especially play at the World Cup. So. 
that's even though it sounds crazy, I'm sure one day it will happen. I am sure. I'm positive of it. Everyone's got to have a dream. Don't worry about that. But before you take Zimbabwe to the World Cup, we've got to talk about Blue Star and the yeah. season ahead because pre-season is well underway. How have you found training over the past few weeks? Are Liam and Bryce putting you and the lads through their paces? Um, yeah, it's been it's been really tough. I remember the first session I came back, we did a, a running drill. And obviously, pre-season's all about running and fitness, so it was quite tough. But we've all we've all stuck in. We've all come into the sessions committed. Um, the coaches have been they've been putting us through tough tests, and every session we do has some sort of fitness and running to it. But honestly, the the attitude from everyone in the team, even the backroom staff, everyone is just so positive, and it just seems we all want to do well together. So even when we're doing the running, and it seems tough and it seems tiring and you don't really want to do it, you always have someone there saying, come on, let's, let's get it done, let's just do it. It's a, it's a couple of minutes, couple, maybe 20, 30 minutes of just running and we'll get through it. And that's, that's the beauty about this club. It's the camaraderie, again, between the players and the coaches is just so, it's so strong. And I'm, I'm grateful, again, that I'm here and that I'm meeting all these new people and my new teammates. It's just, it's honestly such an amazing club and I'm just so glad I'm still here. Are you already feeling a little sharper than when you first started preseason? Oh yeah, definitely. Like um, I already feel my fitness is is much better. Even in the the three games we've played, uh, I felt like I was able, I was up to pace, and it it just felt I feel ready. So I'm sure with the, the sessions they have lined up for us coming up and the games coming up in the rest of the preseason, it's gonna really really help us. And I think we're gonna do really well this season. I I do I do see that because. With as you can see, like the preseason games we have are against tough teams, so they've they've done that on purpose to push us to our limits. And so far, we've I, I can say we've exceeded expectations because we really have done so well. And the group of lads we have here are, are so committed and so willing to work every day. It's just it's brilliant to see. Well, that neatly brings me on to my next question about Tadcaster on Saturday. As you say, opposition preseason point of view, you don't really want to be playing teams at your level because. Although it can offer some insight, you want a proper test and you're only going to test yourself against bigger clubs. Yeah, exactly. So I think really, when you consider the amount of dropouts due to COVID, preparations would have been really blown out of the water. It was a great result, wasn't it? Everyone dug in. I think it was just a great afternoon for those on the pitch, those in attendance. It's what football's all about, really, isn't it? It was was amazing. And also, it was so so nice to see so many fans come out because they didn't have to come out all the way to to down to Tadcaster to see us. And when when we walked on the pitch and you just heard everyone screaming and shouting it just made you feel like okay we have to give even more than 100% now for the fans because they've come all the way down here the least we can do for them is to give them a good performance and give it our all um and the thing is like the expectations from the coaches they said we just should go out there have fun work as hard as we can obviously the result we want is a win but let's just go and have fun and play together and I think we did really really well especially drawing with them 2-2 and it was just a worldie they scored to make it 2-2 so I believe we, we could have won we should have won um, but again everyone played so well and everyone was so committed to the game and they gave 100% every single every single player gave 100% which which is again so nice to see and I, I'm sure it's just that's just a sample of what we're going to show during the season so yeah yeah I mean you're absolutely right in the sense that your efforts were appreciated by everyone in attendance. You couldn't fault anyone who took to the field. As you say, on another day, we could have snatched that. It was a good goal that they scored from the equaliser late on. It's only a friendly, but it means so much more in terms of preparations for the season ahead. With that in mind, 
Are you excited and play in front of a... Well, it's going to be a bigger, noisy crowd than that each week. That was only a sample of what you're going to hear down at the, uh, the stadium most weekends, probably every fortnight or so. Are you excited about that? Yeah, um, I mean, I remember like my first game for Blue Star. It was such a such a great a great game, and I was fortunate enough I scored. And like I just heard the crowd roaring, and it was it was surreal for me to to experience that. And now that they've done so much um, to the stadium, and they've really put a lot of effort into it and a lot of care into the into the ground and even making a new section for fans to sit in i think it'll be amazing and for this i think we have a game this saturday um against wickham and that'll be a good game and i'm sure there'll be so many fans in attendance and we're just gonna we actually as players i can tell you that like as an inside we live off the energy and excitement from the fans when when you do a good tackle or a good shot or you dribble past someone and you hear the fans starting to like cheer it just makes you drive even harder, give a, a few more percent than you actually have in your tank. And I, I just, I'm so grateful for the, the club here. It's really amazing. Okay, I know you've got training in just a few minutes, so I don't want to get you in trouble with Liam and Bryce and keep you. So all my questions are done. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? Um, yeah, definitely. I do have a, a couple of things to say. It's just sure. for any young young guys who are listening to the podcast now, even a bit older, um, don't ever think that your time is up. You know, it's never too late. You just have to keep working hard. And honestly, football is about dedicating your life. You're gonna have to make really big sacrifices to make the jump into football. Like, it's not gonna be easy. And I learned that, I guess, the hard way. I had to leave all my friends, all my family back home, come to a place I've never been to before. And you just have to, you have to realize the opportunity you have in front of you. You just have to take it. Uh, it's, it may seem like the the hardest thing you're ever going to do but at the end of the day it's going to pay off so that's one thing and then the other thing is I just hope one day I'll be able to create something of myself in my career and give back to the people back home because that's something that I've always wanted to do is create something uh, a pathway for young um, football players back home in Zim to have a fair and equal pathway to come maybe to the UK or come to Europe to explore and show their skills so that's one of the, the main things for me just Keep going, never give up, and yeah, just be yourself, to be honest. Absolutely, and I think, like I say, I've only been speaking to you for 20 minutes. I get that passion already, and I think with that desire and attitude, you're going to go far. So not too far too early, because we want you at Blue Star for a long time just yet. But and as you say, the world is your oyster. So, Seb, I will let you go now. Like I say, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, and I hope you enjoyed that. And more importantly, let's do it again soon. Yeah, we will, 100%. You let me know. And again, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to express myself on your platform. Not a problem. I'll speak to you soon, mate. Take care. Okay, that neatly brings an end to this podcast episode. Just a quick bit of admin, and that's a thanks to everyone who played a part in the running of the marquee over the past month or so. Football didn't quite come home, but it certainly came back to Scotswood on some cracking evenings, it must be said. Of course, there are a lot of pre-season friendlies to keep you busy over the next few weeks, so try and get down to them when and where you can. Also, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. That's on Twitter, at DanTracy1983. To wrap things up, I just need to thank Sebastian once again. A real joy to chat to him. I look forward to doing it again soon. So with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.